You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh-huh. I just feel like I've been around the block, ripping up fantasy stock, working around the clock. Look at the view from the top. Researching rookies a lot? No, I just be listening to pods. Yeah, one in particular, I'm just a messenger. Let me just pass on the rock. Uh, browning, brunning, bruning, pronouncing ain't what he's doing. What he's doing is not losing, but infusing you with new things. And there's Dennis the Bennett. Yeah. The man is a menace, yeah. Building a dynasty, some of the finest things. Promise you, you won't regret it. Mm. Slice a fox, coach it in pop. Give him his props. Here is a thought, here is a box. And you cannot compare them at all, so don't even try. Careful with the news, but when you use a take, I take up Tony Fire. I mean dire, because anyone else is a huge mistake. Whoa. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Yeah. Fantasy round table, come take a look at the crown, baby. Hey. Fantasy round table, fantasy, fantasy round table. Woo. Fantasy round table come take a look at the crown baby go what is going on everybody it is friday we are about to kick off the rest of the week seven season or season my goodness week seven of fantasy week of and nfl week of the nfl season i've got some interesting news popping up all across twitter if you have not seen it about antonio brown uh before we get into that recapping last night's game between the eagles and the giants matt how you doing on this uh chilly friday doing okay uh you know it definitely we had a cold front here so it dropped uh, a little bit lower um, but it's been an interesting day. Last night's game actually ended up being a little more interesting than yeah. we thought for a lot of reasons. Uh, not, so not the least of which the performances on the field. Yeah, I actually stayed up and watched the entire game last night. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be off next week. I can uh, take my time at work today. So I decided to stay up a little bit later and watch the game. And same here. We got a nice little cold front here in Texas, a little bit colder than it has been in quite a while. That's a good thing. Just means it's fall weather. It's getting into that NFL, really deep into that NFL season that we all know and love. As you mentioned, the game uh, did get fairly interesting last night. Started out kind of bad. Uh, very, I would love to say it was a defensive struggle, but it was more like the offense just couldn't do anything uh, at the beginning of that game. But it ends up the Eagles pulling out the win here. Probably should not have won this game, but they do pull out the win 22-21. to 
On the Giants side here, uh, Daniel Jones, 20 points. Wayne Gallman, 16. Sterling Shepard, 17. Darius Slayton, 4. And Evan Ingram, 10. Sterling Shepard, the guy here at wide receiver. We saw he comes back. his first game back and has a big game. They targeted him in the red zone. He has a couple big catches in the uh, in the middle of the field. What are your thoughts on Shepard? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought he looked good. He's obviously been out uh, for a little little while. Um, you know, we were looking for that connection uh, between Jones and Slayton that we had seen last year and at times hasn't really developed this year. And he, he seemed like the odd guy out, you know, Tate. Yeah. Caught uh, some passes, uh, was okay, but Shepard seemed to be the guy he was going for. Ingram's going to be kind of interesting to see after that big alligator arms at the end. Um, but, you know, it looked like they got him going. Some of the things you talked about, about going down the field, yeah. looked like they were trying to do. And all that, uh, you know, the Giants' offense actually looked better than it's looked all season. Jones looked a little bit better, you know, turnovers aside than he's looked uh, in a few weeks, and all that was with Slayton not really being a part of it, which if you're a uh, Darius Slayton guy, has got to be a blow this morning. Yep, uh, not feeling great about having to start him in a couple of places, especially after some of the news we've gotten today with um, injuries and players that will be out that I could have probably plugged into my flex spot instead of Darius Slayton. So it's a little bit frustrating, but... Uh, we kind of talked about it yesterday. I mean, we had him, I think I had him ranked in the forties. I wasn't expecting a huge game out of it. It doesn't help when you're going up against Darius Slay, who yes, is not necessarily quite the shutdown cornerback. He used to be earlier in his career, but it's still a very good cornerback. Um, it is what it is. I, I'm with you. I think Sterling Shepard, if you have him, if you were able to pick him up off your waiver wire, as long as he's healthy, he looks like he's going to be probably the play here for the giants. Evan Ingram, who knows? I mean, I, I I don't even know what to say or think. That was obviously a huge, not just play for fantasy, but for the Giants. They catch that ball. They probably he, they win that game. So, I mean. Which puts them in a real interesting yeah. position, given how terrible their division is. You know, maybe they're, they're surging up. I know it, it seems weird that the difference between two and five and one and six would be that huge. But in the NFC East, it really is. Um, yeah. you know, and they said Ingram was complaining a little bit of some injury after, I guess, you know, I don't know if you saw the play where he tried to hurdle a guy who was standing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fell awkwardly. yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Maybe they did just need to start getting some of their pieces back. Their lines not very good though. Yeah. Still, um, you know, they, they were having some chronic problems in there and, I don't know if they play a defense that maybe is a little more stout than Philadelphia um, because, you know, we've seen the Eagles give up, you know, quite be quite generous up the middle too. The other interesting to me was, um, you know, Freeman goes out injured. Wayne Gallman actually looked looked like he might be better. You know, they might be better off. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm interested in so the Wayne Gallman talk. We can, we can spend a couple minutes on him. We've seen this out of him before, though where he comes in even before Barkley, he comes in, he makes a couple, has like a couple good games and goes back to that, like guy who can only get you four points. So there are people, I saw there were some people in leagues that were dropping Freeman just based on, he had the one good game. Hasn't looked great outside of that. Now, Gallman did look better than him last night. Are you trusting in that performance? Is it just one of those things where 
because the Eagles front is good, but I don't think their overall defense is very good. I mean, Gallman didn't look great until the end of the game. I don't know that their Eagles front actually is very good this year. I mean, Pittsburgh tore them up. Even week one, Washington, Peyton Barber, who has looked terrible all year, gashed them in the fourth quarter and went for two touchdowns. We haven't seen him produce anything in any game outside of that. The Eagles' defense in general, the Eagles' team in general has not looked good. They kind of get bailed out uh, last night. Now, a, a great comeback effort from from Carson on those drives, but I thought they kind of got bailed out from some sloppy play. You're right. The giants probably should have won that game. Yeah. They should have. If he, if he can just hold a ball that's in his hands, I think they run the clock out. Yeah. Yeah. I I have no doubt if Ingram catches that ball game over giants win Um, on the, on the Eagle side here, Wentz 27 points, Boston Scott, 18, Travis Fulgham, 12, Greg Ward, 15, and Richard Rodgers. My guy, Richard Rodgers, 14 points. Uh, Eagles, you know, all things considered there in the second half did look pretty good. Um, I think you've got to give it up to Wentz with all the injuries they have on this team. Uh, I mean, he's still balling. He's getting it done for fantasy. It's helping, obviously. He's actually scored a rushing touchdown now in the past five of six games. Uh, He just keeps rushing in. He's getting you those fantasy points, and – it doesn't matter if it's me and you out there playing wide receiver for the Eagles. He's getting them the ball, and they're making plays. So what's your overall takeaway from this Eagles offense this week where it does look like Miles Sanders may miss again next week was the early reports already in talking about next week. So Boston Scott comes through, but that really is because of the touchdown at the end, which is kind of what we talked about yesterday. We thought probably low-end RB2 touchdown raises his ceiling a lot. Yeah, I don't think the Eagles' rush offense is very good. We talked about yeah. with Sanders, the way he was making his points was more the explosive in the in the passing offense. Um, you know, it was kind of a bummer about Deshaun Jackson. He comes back, they get him the ball, he's looking pretty good. And I know they got the penalty for the helmet to helmet, but that second guy that hit him is the one that injured him was a cheap late hit. I was surprised that they didn't yeah. get two penalties on that because that was one of the more BS things I saw in that game, um, you know, and I thought Jackson's knee was gone, but it looks like he's bad enough that they're talking he's about putting him on IR now. That's well, that's what I'm worried about. So there's been multiple different reports and it sucks. Cause I, I hate to say this. I almost feel like we may have just seen the, the end of Deshaun Jackson uh, yeah. because the reports this morning was Adam Schefter saying they think it's just a sprained ankle, but then, um, I follow Adam Kaplan, who is also very well connected with the Eagles organization, and he's saying he's he said that he's hearing from the Eagles that it's a broken ankle. Yeah. So if that's the case, he's he's done. There's there's no chance well, he's coming back. I mean, I was surprised when they said it was a, just a high ankle sprain, or yeah. they thought it was a high ankle sprain. If you watched him, he was in obvious pain. Took his helmet off, slammed it down. They literally picked him up, two guys, one on each side, and carried him so that he wasn't putting legs on the ground that that to me feels not a sprained ankle yeah well i mean i guess it could be and they could have just been doing it cautious but the the play when they said high high ankle sprain i you know i have they will show that replay a lot that was among the things i thought it might be that was not really what entered my mind but then you know the eagles rallied back i thought that 
that laser shot to Boston Scott on the wheel route was an incredible throw. I know people have given Carson some grief. We have been a little iffy on him. Some of the performances, they don't have a good line, but he is, he is hanging in there and he is trying to make the most of everything. For all of you out there that are are like, why aren't they giving Hertz a shot? I do not see Jalen Hertz making that play. Oh, I'm with you. I my only bit. I shouldn't say I've never. I'm not down on Wentz. I, I'm more upset now that I actually dropped him in fantasy after the second week and, and picked Baker back up, and that cost me a game last week because uh, I didn't have Wentz in my lineup. I mean, he's been again. We've we talked about this even last year. He was doing the same thing last year and almost led the. Uh, I mean, led the Eagles to a division win with. Pretty much the same thing. Now, they did have Ertz at that point in time. I think Goddard well, – no, Goddard was healthy at the end of the year because I think that's what everybody was talking about. It was Greg Ward, Ertz, and Goddard, and that was it. And he doesn't even have those guys now. It's it's Travis Fulgham, Greg Ward still there, but Ertz out, Goddard out. I mean, he's making Richard Rodgers, who I don't think has ever done anything in the NFL, a, a viable target now as well. So you have – I'm with you. You have to give props to Carson Wentz, and I think – I mean, this may be blasphemous to say. I, I kind of think they're going to win the NFC East. I, I actually believe more in Wentz and what he's doing than Dalton, even though Dalton's got the better team around him. Yeah, well, Dallas Dallas has its own set of problems, including the last year their big problem was they seemed enigmatic with all their talent. They should have easily crushed that division to a vision division title with the way Philly was banged up and, and not able to produce and what you're getting from the Washington and from the giants. And yet they consistently beat themselves with doing the same thing. Changing coaches yeah. doesn't seem to have fixed that. If you had to bet on one of these two teams to get to seven wins or six wins, the heart that we've seen from Philly in crunch time seems, seems to be a safer bet than, then Dallas, they sort of gutted out that win over the Giants after Dak got hurt. But but last week, you know, at home in what could, should have been a, at least a competitive game with Arizona, they they were falling apart. I don't know. We, we'll see what they look like going to Washington this week. But you know, six or seven wins probably takes it. And what's going on, Matt? That's only five more for the Eagles. You know, if yeah. they go five and four the rest of the way, they could get to seven, nine, and one and be in. Yeah, it's gonna be um it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. Um again, Richard Rogers, man. Richard Rogers, if you need a tight end, looks like that might actually not, not end up Jason working out Curry. for you. No. no, not Jason Crew. All right, let's go. Let's talk about some of these games for oh no, no. You know what I just realized? I just messed up big time. Now I'm upset. I never put my pick in for the game. For Eagles, I just realized I haven't I've done any of my picks yet. I kept forgetting. I, I like I waited till Friday or Saturday last week because we didn't have the Thursday night game. And I did this. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I'll just do them tonight. I completely forgot to put a pick in. That's awesome. All right. Anyways. You are still leading Pigskin Pick'em, by the way. Well, I mean, and now it, I just gave it, a no, free game no. away. Dennis forgot to put his picks in at period yeah, last week. So, so that, that gave you a little cushion and Jacob well, also only picked the Monday games. There was one that I, there was one that I wasn't in first place last I looked. I think I dropped. Um, to, uh, that's in our, in our, uh, Rob dis- jumped Discord. me by two. Rob's up by one. One. Okay. Yeah. Well, he might be up by two now. Cause I didn't even <laughs> pick a, a winner. Great. Oh, that's, that's frustrating. All right. Lions Falcons. 
Um, so uh, we did not have, as I mentioned yesterday, we didn't have some of our ranking stuff done. So let's see here. A fantasy broadcast round, seeing people's thoughts. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, if you have any questions, shoot them our way. We'll do our best to answer them uh, as, as best as we can. Uh, so on the Lions and Falcons, Stafford, we have coming in as a QB1, Swift, and RB2. I am the highest on him, uh, but not by much over you guys. Peterson coming in as an RB3. Galladay, wide receiver one, and, and uh, TJ Hawkinson, a tight end one this week. We saw Swift. We talked about possibly having the breakout game last week. What um, what are you expecting out of them this week? Because I kind of feel like this could be that Matt Patricia, oh, let's give Adrian Peterson the rock 30 times kind of game. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. But with uh, the Falcons, it's a really friendly matchup uh, to passing. Um, yeah. They have been much, much weaker against passing game. And that's really not Adrian Peterson's bailiwick. So <clears throat> while I wouldn't be surprised if Peterson gets most of the carries, I think Swift will actually get some passing game work. Um, it seems like he, Galladay, and uh, Hawkinson are kind of guys they're focusing on. The strangest part of their passing offense has been Marvin Jones, who had seemed like a pretty reliable, sneaky value uh, a guy you can get in the you know wide receiver five territory that ends up being a wide receiver two but he actually looks like he's a wide receiver five now yeah it's insane how how much he's just disappeared this year he was uh i mean a guy that we were talking about really the past couple of years is always floating in between that like end of wide receiver one high end wide receiver two area and and just couldn't he's done absolutely like as he even scored 10 points this year for fantasy no, and even games when when uh, Galladay was out, you know, it seemed like he would give Marvin Jones a bump. You know, we've seen yeah. for the Saints when Thomas was out, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, Traquan Smith get a bump. It just hasn't really been the re- other receivers, and I wonder if that's part of why the Lions have struggled a little bit. Oh, this news story. We'll save it when we get to that team. It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, I'm all in on Swift. I think uh, – Matt Patricia is coaching for his job right now, and I just I don't see any way possible you can go back to Peterson after what you saw out of Swift last week. He proved he's the better back, not just rushing the ball with the big plays, catching the ball. They did actually use him down in the red zone last week as well. He, In my opinion, he showed he is better. If you want to win games, you have to have your better players on the field. I still think Peterson will be involved. Uh, But again, I I talked about this uh, in a Discord channel. I may have said something on Twitter on the podcast. I don't remember. I put out a a thread. I know I've mentioned it before. A thread on DeAndre Swift at the beginning of the year that talked about this exactly. Every time that they've done this, and once that rookie starts showing that they're better and has that one big game, the roles switch, and they go heavily on the rookie. They get about 63 to 64%, which is, again, not great. You want to see them get that 70 to 80 share but it doesn't always work for every team. There's not as many bell cows in the NFL as we think now. Uh, so if even if they can get that with Swift, I think you're good to play him moving forward. I, I do think that he comes in just as you guys have him as well. RB2 at worst to flex play this week. On Atlanta's side, uh, we've got Ryan as a QB1. Uh, you, Dennis has Gurley as uh, – I'm sorry, we both, uh, everybody has Gurley as a running back one. I'm sorry. Ridley a wide receiver one, Julio a wide receiver one, and Hurst a – Tight end two for Dennis, but a tight end one for you. So are you expecting Atlanta's offense to get a little bit more back on track this week against a okay, I guess, Detroit defense? Yeah, Detroit's 
defense, you've been able to put up points and, and to get uh, you know to get some good fantasy performances against them. They have not been incredible, especially against the passing game. Um, but so you know, Atlanta had a tough game, a couple tough games offensively right before Dan Quinn got fired. They seem to get fired up again. Uh, last week, we've seen that with Houston, um, the team we'll look at a little bit later, that they've been a little fired up offensively since their coaching changed. And I don't think it's a terrible matchup. I think given with their defense, they're always going to need to score points. Julio obviously looks like he's back healthy. I think that makes a difference with him and Ridley. And it probably helps Hurst a little bit. You know, the more weapons they have out there, the the, the harder it is for offenses just to focus on him. Yeah, I mean – from your mouth to God's ears, because I need Hurst to come through for me big time. I am uh, I'm not happy with him struggling. But yeah, Julio was removed off the injury designation as well today. So that, in my opinion, means he's fully healthy, obviously, moving forward. So that's good news for that. Uh, and I'm with you. It, it definitely looks like this could be a shootout in the making. Hopefully, Hurst comes through. I have no doubt Julio and Ridley do. My one fear with that would be, if it is so pass-heavy, I mean, I guess Gurley's still likely going to get the goal line work if they can't get it in through the air, but I wonder if that does hurt Gurley's value a little bit if they are doing a lot more work through the air compared to on the ground. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it could hurt him a little bit, but I still think it's it's a pretty good matchup, and they seem to be giving him goal line carries, which is always something that's that's helping. Um, so who's a good tight end on the bottom half of rankings, uh, league this week might break out, uh, Tanyan, but he might be injured. Um, let's see here. I, was, I can pull up my ranks really quick. Uh, a couple guys that I would target if you can, uh, well, I mean, Richard Rogers was a guy we talked about yesterday that actually did end up working out or I talked about him yesterday. Uh, Harrison, Brian and David and Joku are very interesting for me. Austin Hooper out. Uh, we'll talk more about that when we get to Cleveland, uh, but he's actually having appendicitis surgery. So that's something that could keep him out for multiple weeks. I yeah. would not be surprised if, uh, if he ends up just going on the IR and missing three weeks, uh, I think that it would be more Bryant than Njoku because Bryant, I think, matches more of Austin Hooper's skill set, but it might be Njoku just based on him stepping up next. Uh, another guy that I like that I've been talking about a lot, I know Matt likes him as well, is Darren Fells when Jordan Aikens is out. looks like Aikens is going to be out again. again. Yeah, so Darren Fells, the guy I think you can fire up, and I would imagine he's not widely owned. I know when we looked at it on the Tuesday show, she don't want to say he was like 3% rostered. So he's a guy that... You know, when Aikens is in, he's not really playable. But when Aikens is out, Watson targets the tight end. And he, as long as he gets you that touchdown, he's going to come through for you. So it, Fells is another guy as well. If you can get a, a list of some other players that are available, uh, let us know and we can we can give you a better answer. But for me, those who are another, out of target. Another guy that was on our Tuesday waiver show was uh, Jared Cook, which given oh, that yeah. Sanders and Thomas are both gone, uh, could be heavily featured. I also thought, um, you know, a lot of people were high on Gronkowski preseason and he didn't do a lot to start the season. I noticed he started getting dropped everywhere. If you watched them play last week, it looked very much like New England, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, So that's a guy um, that I think could be ascending there, too. Yeah, so I mean, if you got a list, if there's a, if you can pop on and, and see, you know, who top six, seven guys and throw them in here, we'll, we can give you a better ranking. But those are all guys I would target. If if all those guys are available for me, it would probably go Cook, Cook, Gronk, Fells, and Joku Bryant for me. Would that be the same for you, Matt? 
Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, so for this game, I I don't know who I'm going to pick. I think I'm going to go Atlanta. I'm taking the Lions. All right. Buffalo apparently, and the... Apparently, I believe in De- DeAndre Swift more than you. Oh, I have him at 14. I believe in Swift, but just because <laughs> just because I don't think they're going to win the game. Uh, Bills and Jets here. Uh, Allen coming in as a high-end QB1 Singletary. Uh, Dennis has him as a low-end 2. You have him as a high-end 3. Zach Moss, a 3. Diggs, a wide receiver 1. And then Cole Beasley, a wide receiver 3 slash 4. Uh, a couple slow games here for Al in the past couple weeks. Are you expecting a bounce back here against a really bad Jets defense? Yeah, nothing uh, Nothing gets you back on the right ship than uh, playing the hapless New York Jets. Yeah. Uh, they don't look good. I, I know Darnold is potentially tracking to play, but uh, still not, not thinking the Jets are a, a stout test. I think it'll be yeah. good for the passing game. I, you know... We just haven't seen anything from Singletary or Moss, so it's hard for me to justify putting him up. You'd like to believe that Singletary could be a running back too, but we—I mean, he had five points last week. Yeah. It, I think he had five know, points the week before that too. Like he—he's not been good the past couple of weeks. Yeah, he's only had a couple of decent games. So really, to me, it's Josh Allen, Diggs. If I'm looking for a flex, I'm popping in Beasley, and that's about it. John Brown got yeah. ruled out, so really deeply flex might be Gabe Davis who we've seen have a couple of good games. Yeah. Um, I want to see Allen run a little bit more if possible. We kind of talked about this on the, I think Tuesday. Sh- yeah. Tuesday show because they played that mo- early Monday night game. I think, I do think that's affecting him a little bit here, but I- I'm with you. He should be a huge bounce back game for Allen back up into that 20 plus point game. For him on the jet side, P. Ryan, a low end three or high high end three, low end three for for both of you. Uh, Frank Gore, same thing. Jamison Crowder. So here's the interesting thing. I know Dan, you have him ranked high. I have him ranked. I don't have him ranked because it looks like he's going to miss this game. Uh, he got added to the injury report late. I know. Uh, there's a lot of talk that he is likely going to miss. So if he plays. He's in your lineup, even with Sam. Sam Darnold and him have a better connection than obviously him and Flacco, and he's still putting up points with Flacco. But that is something you need to watch. He hasn't been ruled out like some of the other players have that we'll talk about, but there are they were talking about it today that he got onto the injury report late Thursday, which is never a good sign. Uh, looks like he's likely going to miss the game. If he misses, obviously you can't play him. If he doesn't, I am playing him. Sam Darnold, though, as you just mentioned, is tracking toward playing. Let's assume Crowder is out. Any faith in playing Darnold with him? This is his first game back against a good Bills defense. I had Darnold ranked QB 25 out of the 26 we have available. Yeah, anyway. I think I had about um, 24. So, I, you know, I assume he's a QB 3. I'm not. Nope, I'm 26. Not I had him at 26. I take that back. Yeah, so. I think I dropped Kyle Allen below him just because I'm not wild about Kyle Allen. Yeah. But. Neither am I, but I actually put Kyle Allen as 24 because I think even though he's not good, we saw at times last year he could make plays against bad defenses, and that's what Dallas has is a bad defense. So I put him ahead of uh, Foles and Darnold. I, I think the only thing – I'm not really excited to play any of these players. If, if Crowder's out, I'm probably not playing a single Jet um, this week. But what I'm interested to see – so we saw Gore was still more productive in terms of fantasy points – last week but p ryan got many more you know more snaps and seemed like he was getting more opportunities 
if we can start to see a shift, this obviously is not a great matchup to be trying to establish yourself because Buffalo has actually got a a very decent defense. But, you know, if we could get a sense that P Ryan was starting to, you know, it was about the midpoint in the season in Buffalo where Singletary started to eclipse Gore last year and Gore started to fade back when Singletary started to step up. If we can start in the next couple of weeks seeing evidence that P Ryan's going to step up there, I still think there's, you know, high-end RB3, low-end RB2 value in somebody who's going to be the running back there, especially if they are going to catch passes, which is not something we typically see from Gore. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, if Crowder's out, I'm bailing on everybody on the Jets here. There's just, there's, there's nobody. And I, you know, I, I do agree with you, though, on everything you just said there with Gore and, and P. Ryan moving forward. Any shot you're taking the Jets here? No, no chance. I would play no one before a Jets player. Is it Mims back? I don't think he's been activated he's yet, IR. but he should be back soon. I I like Mims, but I'm going to be honest. I don't know even him coming back is going to help this offense that much. Well, you're talking about a rookie that got no offseason and now has yeah. is significantly behind the curve in terms of getting regular season snaps in an offense that's sort of a train wreck. You know, there's no there's no guarantee that he would start over Perriman when he comes back. So then he's trying to rotate in. Well, that's if Perriman can stay healthy because he's dealing with a knee injury as well. So it's just it's one of those things where neither one, neither him or Crowder can stay healthy on the field. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's no I guarantee he jumps Jeff Smith at this point in time or Barrios. Yeah, I mean, I mean you I, have to work yourself in. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I like Mims, but for this year, I, I almost say it's it's a wash at this point. I, I can't. Wait till we I see almost, him a better coach. Yeah, that's what I say. I almost don't want to see him on the field, anyways. Just just keep him healthy. Let him come back next year with hopefully a competent head coach and and everything moving forward. And we'll see what Mims can do. But I do like him as a rookie. He he was a very good player. Among rookies, I feel like he's already moved a little bit into the buy low territory because people were taking him. You know, some yeah, first people out there grabbing him as the fifth wide receiver or fourth wide receiver off, off the board, and we haven't seen him. You know, so. For those of you who like to to get deals and, and not give up on people, you know, this I think there's going to be an opportunity with him. There could be an opportunity with Pittman, who is somebody people were really high on that unfortunately gets trapped in an offense that can't pass and injure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I always suggest trying to trade for wide receiver, rookie wide receiver, especially a year after. Them. Like I traded for Paris Campbell this year. Now that hasn't looked great because he went back and got injured again, but he had a great first game before he went out and got injured again. But if Pittman and um, my goodness, Campbell Mims could be don't play. Like yeah. Again. again, yeah, Pittman and Mims don't play. They could be really by lows. Edmonds or Gio Vernard and PPR Bernard, this week, Bernard. Bernard by a mile. Yeah, I mean, I like Edmonds. He's getting work, but Bernard is going to get – yeah, no, that leads us right into the game we're about to talk about because I'm picking the Bills as well. Uh, so we'll just start with Cincinnati side, Cleveland and Cincinnati uh, Burrow. We have as a QB two. Gio Bernard. I have the highest out of everybody here. So Dennis has him at 23. You have him at 15. I have him at 12. I think he's going to be a top, oh, a wide receiver, wide receiver they, running back. one team, this week. Your team has actually been pretty good against the run though. They have, but I'll tell you why I have him that high here in a minute. Uh, Boyd, uh, 20 and 22, so right there in that wide receiver two range. Higgins, wide receiver three, and A.J. Green, don't even worry about it. 
So Mixon is out. We found that out earlier today. Gio Bernard is in. The reason I am so high on him is you are right. The Browns are very good against the run. What they are not good at doing is defending any kind of running backs out of the backfield. Bernard, I think, has, for the most part, made his name in the receiving game coming up. Now, he's still a good runner, but not the best runner. They don't have anybody really else behind him. I know they've got Travion Williams, and I was trying to remember who the other back is because I know they have somebody. Oh, it's Samaj P. Ryan, I Samaj think. Samaj P. Ryan, that's right. Up. There's no chance I'm taking that dude. Uh, but P. Ryan, I'm sure P. Ryan will get some run, but as long as Bernard stays healthy, we've seen this out of him. He, he's come in for mixing in the past couple of years, and he always puts up that one or two big game before either he gets hurt or whatever, Mixon comes back. So for me, it's easily Bernard. I expect this to kind of be a shootout like it was back in week two, and Bernard should get a lot of work. I mean, it, you are rolling the dice a little bit here with Bernard because they did shut Mixon down in that game. He did not have a good game. Now, granted, Mixon didn't look great moving or really at the beginning part of that season. Uh, but for me, I think you have the higher upside with Bernard over Edmonds because Edmonds is kind of capped by Drake as well. They moved AJ to the slot last week, though. <sighs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm, as, AJ Green's going to have, have to uh, go a long way to get me to believe in him again after the roller coaster of the last three years. Yeah, I mean... I guess he could do something in the slot. He's going to avoid Ward uh, likely means he's going to avoid Terrence Mitchell. So he will have the better matchup, but I just, uh, I don't, I don't see it this week. I mean, with the way Garrett and them are going to be getting to Joe Burrow, even in week two, I guess granted that would kind of defeat what your point was that he was in the slot. Cause I think he did play outside most of the time in week two, but they didn't really target him much in that one either. I just, I honestly think the reason they got him so involved last week, we talked about it on Monday, is because I do think that they want to trade him, and so they're trying to kind of up his stock a little bit because you're not going to get much for A.J. Green right now. Uh, on Cleveland's side here, um, I guess it shouldn't be expected. I'm the highest on Mayfield. I have him at QB 15. Both Dennis and Matt have him as a low-end QB 2. Hunt, a high-end RB 1. Odell, I am the lowest on, though, surprisingly. Uh <laughs> You, Dennis has him at 25. You have him at 19. I have him at 31. I'm I'm not big on Odell this week. And then Jarvis Landry, uh, low end three. I'm sorry. Yeah, high end three for you, low end or tie in four for Dennis. Are you expecting a bounce back game for the Browns here? Yeah, I mean, I think that they'll look better than they did last week and they hopefully will get back on, on a winning track. Um, you know, I, I would think Kareem Hunt, if I remember, Hunt and Chubb had huge games when they played. They rushed Cincinnati for 250 yeah. yards combined against Cincinnati. So yeah. I think Hunt will do pretty well. I, I thought they got OBJ a touchdown in that game. Too, they did. They that was um, trying to get him going. What was that? That was the Odell should have had a massive game against them. So that was the one where they rolled out and threw him the touchdown that I honestly kind of think he was down on the one, but whatever, I'll take the touchdown. That was when he fell, caught it, yeah. like me going down on the one. Then he did have another play where he beat his, uh, he beat the defensive back, but the defensive back pulled his jersey back and the ref didn't see it and they didn't call, but he was wide open. Then they yeah. didn't pull the jersey back. He was scored. I just, so, I don't know what to think. My my biggest fear is, and I probably shouldn't be as high in on Baker as I am, but I just can't quit him. 
I'm worried about he he's talked about all week. I've I've been following it very closely and them talking about it. And he keeps talking about how the ribs are bothering him more than he likes at this moment. That does worry me. He keeps saying that it's hard for him because everything feels fine until he gets to the follow through part. Well, if he, that's where it's starting to hurt him, he's not gonna be able to put that zip on the ball that he usually does. He's already having an issue hitting guys accurately. So that's what kind of worries me here uh, with this because I do think Cincinnati's played better since those first two weeks. They, they've played a little. They played every mm-hmm. team tough so far. Well, and that could. That's why I thought a sneaky deep it might be Dearness Johnson because yeah. if they can get up and they're churning the running game like they were in the last game, you'll have more of a situation like what you had in Dallas where Hunt's going to get a ton of work, but they have to spell a guy every once in a while. Yeah, and uh, I mentioned earlier when we were talking about the tight end question, so Hooper, uh, appendicitis, he's having surgery today. I I know people have gone through that. That can be something where you can bounce back in a week, and sometimes that takes longer. So I'll be curious to see what happens with him. I I personally think he's likely going to get put on the IR and just be given the three weeks. Now, maybe they play it week to week. If they do that, it's going to be hard to pick between the two, but I do think Njoku or Bryant has some serious fantasy value. We saw them try to get Bryant involved in that Bengals game it was actually the the interception Baker threw to Brian in that game to try and close it out is what kind of lets Cincinnati get back in it I personally like Brian I think he's the better play but Njoku has been there longer so maybe they go with him I see the Denver stuff uh you think Tim I'm assuming Tim Patrick is gonna stay yeah. hot with his connection or take a step back well I think he's their best receiver yeah I agree I picked him up in a bunch of leagues I- so Still with Denver, I'd say wide receiver three. Yeah. All right. Uh, who are you picking to win? Bengals or Browns? Browns. As am I, which is insane to think that the Browns will be sitting at five and two. As long as they don't play the Steelers and the Ravens, they've been fine. I know. I know. All right. Dallas and Washington. For Dallas, Dalton, uh, we have as a QB2, Zeke, RB1, Cooper, a wide receiver, two for Dennis. Oh, I'm sorry for both of you. Man, I need to really stop. Okay, overthinking this. Lamb, you have as a wide receiver, two. Dennis has him as a wide receiver, two. I have him as a low end, two. Dennis has him as a wide receiver, three. I'm sorry. Dalton struggled Monday night. Do you think that he bounces back in this one? Really hope so. Uh, you know, the, the one thing we'll say, Dalton has always throughout his career had a real hard time in primetime games. So I'm not hitting the panic button yet. He obviously was not incredibly inspiring, but you still saw, you know, from a fantasy perspective, if you're not a fan of the Cowboys, you just need them to do well for your team's purposes. You still got a pretty solid day from lamb and, you know, Cooper had 21 lamb had 13 uh, even in a kind of a down performance. So I don't know it'll be incredibly high scoring because I think Washington's got a decent defense and they're at home. But, um, you know, I think a little bit better and hopefully at least staying solid and consistent for fantasy unless you have the misfortune of having Gallup. Yeah. I'm a little bit worried about this game right here. Um, we saw what the Cardinals were able to do to Dalton in the passing game. Now, Zeke was actually having a good game if you take the fumbles out of it, like him and Pollard. Pollard was getting some good yeah. run as well. 
which we saw the Browns actually struggle with against Washington. Washington has a really good front that that front yeah. defensive line. And I'm curious to see if they lean on Zeke in this one, but if that front can get after Dalton, I could see this being another tough game for Dalton. We saw that really, yeah. I think is what caused him so many issues uh, in that Monday night game was Arizona was just blitzing him like crazy. Now, some of that may be again, that was his first week starting. He's still trying to learn the offense. I mean, he knows it as a backup quarterback, but you're not getting any reps with the ones at that point. He's got one week of reps now with Dak being out, still can't practice fully with everything. So I agree. I think Dalton's going to take steps forward, but I don't think this is a great matchup for him either uh, going up against this really good defensive front. On Washington's side, uh, Gibson coming in as an RB2, McKissick as a running back three, and Terry McLaurin as a wide receiver, one for me and Dennis, high end two for you. The Dallas defense isn't great, but I think Washington's offense clearly rely is going to rely on Kyle Allen having a big game because the way to beat them is not on the ground, but in the air. Do you see that happening? First of all, let me say I did not realize that J.D. McKissick had wide receiver eligibility on sleeper. Oh, I'm sorry. Today. Oh, and, oh, I thought I said wide receiver or something. So, no, no, I he, you know, he has wide receiver eligibility on sleeper. So I was like, oh, fascinating. It's a good thing since Michael Thomas went out. I'm actually playing yeah. in the wide receiver in a couple Very places. Nice. He has looked pretty good getting passing game work. Um, you know, Gibson's still doing well. I would think McLaren should have a be in for a good game. Um, Dallas's secondary ha- and pretty much all parts of their defense have been soft. Washington's still not a high producer. I'm I'm not in love with Kyle Allen, but I think he'll get decent days from those guys. Maybe not. You know, I don't think this is going to be like some of Dallas's games where teams yeah. have gone into the 30s. Um, but Washington can is capable of getting up into the 20s, and I think you could see a battle like that. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think McKissick gets some play out of the backfield, and it's going to be the McLaurin show here. I'm not sure any other wide receiver is really going to be able to step outside him. I could possibly no. see Logan Thomas doing something. So, Matthew, if you're still watching, you need a tight end. I mean, Logan Thomas might be a good play as well because I don't see them. For me, it's going to be McLaurin and Thomas are going to be his his two biggest targets would be my well, guess. Well, that's because, I mean, they've had a real hard time at wide receiver too. Yeah. Uh, Steven Sims still gone. Isaiah Wright's out this week. So it's kind of Dontrell in maybe Cam Sims. Yeah, because I was going to say AGG is still banged up as well. So, it's, yeah, yeah they've, so, they've gotten hurt. I mean, they, even though it's a good matchup for wide receivers, if you don't have them, it's not that, yeah. you know. Uh, I honestly want to pick Washington, but I don't have the balls to do it. So I'm going to go Dallas. Dude, I, I really could see this being an upset here, I, depending on what you want to consider an upset. I think Dallas has the better team on paper, but I think Washington, because of the matchup, could actually pull this off. Yeah, I'm picking Dallas. I actually want Dallas to win, though, so I guess that's our difference. Oh, I mean, I don't I don't have – I'm fine with Dallas. I don't hate Dallas as much as everybody likes to think I do. I just – you know, it's fun to, to rib Dallas Cowboys fans because they take it so personally. You know, I'm a, I just I'm want a, them to get their offense back together because I have so much invested. Oh, across, I'm with you. I have you know, a bunch of land and, and they Z, could remember so. If they could remember Michael Thomas was on their team – or uh, Michael, Michael Gallup, Gallup was on yeah. their team, I might that might be nice too. I also apologize for the movement of the screen. Apparently, uh, somebody has decided to be part of the show today, oh, nice. and she keeps uh, adjusting and slamming her head into my computer. Him, uh, I'm assuming that Logan. So Logan Thomas and the Cleveland tight ends are available. 
I tick Njoku. I know what you said about Brian. That's who I have highest. I just feel like Njoku, if I'm betting among those three, I'm taking him. Yeah. I'm not, not like. No, I, I have Njoku higher than Brian. Now, I have Brian ranked this week. I have him at 23. Let me see where I have Thomas, but I'm pretty sure I have uh, Njoku the highest. I think I have Njoku almost as a tight end one this week. Yeah, I mean, um, I had Hooper. I had Hooper as a low end tight end one. So, oh man, no, I don't. I actually don't have them that far off from each other. No, I have Njoku at. Uh, I'm gonna have him at 13 by the end of the day, more than likely. But I also have Logan Thomas at 16, so they're only three spots apart. But we've seen Njoku get seriously involved in this offense. As long as he doesn't drop the ball, he's going to be big. So I would go Njoku as well. I think he's he's going to be good. That's not true. Don't don't believe Mary Kay. She's she's an idiot. Uh, he came out and refuted that. Um, Wasn't almost that like season? No, it came back up again this past week mm. after the loss uh, Monday. I think when everybody was kind of piling on about how bad Baker was, uh, Mary Kay Cabot, who's one of the beat reporters for the Browns, came out and said that uh, Injoku has walked in and, and demanded a trade again this morning. And then he literally came. He quote tweeted it on uh, Twitter and said. I did not ask for that, nor did my representation ask for that. This is untrue. I don't think he comes out and says that if if that's not untrue. I don't think that they're – whether he wants to go or not, I, they're not going to move him right now. He has no value, and they're going to have – they already have his fifth-year contract. He's going to cost yeah. them a whopping million dollars next year. I'm they're actually, not going to move him. That's even more reason to play Njoku this week because if he yeah. does actually want to get traded, you have to be – look like you're – valuable to other exactly, teams. He yeah. hasn't done anything this year with no Hooper. This would be an opportunity for him to play his butt off. If he if even if you thought he really did want to get traded, that would be oh, yeah, no, more, more reason that you'd want to fire him up. Yeah, well that's what I'm saying. Like I they're not gonna trade him because he has no value whatsoever right now. Like you're not gonna be able to get anything for him because he hasn't shown anything in over a year now because he was hurt all last year as well. So yeah, he's he's not whether the dispute or whether the trade rumor is true or not, he's not going anywhere, at least right now. Uh Houston and Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, we have as a high end QB one. Aaron Jones, as we have coming in at RB two, I have him at three, so we're all very high on him. Devontae Adams, uh, high-end wide receiver one, and then Bobby Tanyan. Uh, Dennis has him as a tight end one. Both you and me have him as a tight end two. Obviously, last week was a bad week against a very tough defense in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not so much with Houston. Houston's got a defense that is uh, very fantasy-friendly. However, there are reports now that Aaron Jones may miss this week. He was sat out of practice today. I don't want him to miss either. I, I, I love Aaron Jones. But he's out of practice today. Then we had Matt LaFleur coming out and making comments like, I trust A.J. Dillon to be able to step up in his spot. Kind of makes me worried about Aaron Jones. So let's, I guess, start there. If Aaron Aaron Jones misses, are you plugging in Jamal Williams or A.J. Dillon? Because I'm going Williams. Yeah, Jamal Williams. But if if you don't have Jamal Williams, if, uh, if Aaron Jones misses... I'm actually going to have a dynasty team that's probably starting McKissick and Boston Scott as it's starting running backs. Hey, there you go. Could end up winning, though. Boston Scott had a good game. You never know. I guess I have Philip Lindsay, too. I just, yeah. God damn. I know, I mean, dude. It's it. You can't, you can't. This has just been so brutal for the top end guys. Yeah. Like, 
you don't replace Michael Thomas's production. You put a guy in who's going to give you some points. You don't replace Aaron Jones' top-end production. You put in a guy who's going to give you some points. This fantasy season, man, has been rough, and we haven't even gotten to Sunday morning where we could wake up to, like, three positive COVID tests or something. It's just – it's. It's so much. I know Dennis said embrace the chaos in our chat when somebody put well, that, yeah. uh, but I'm he more says, in your camp where I'm like, I, this is he, brutal. He says embrace the chaos because he's like winning in all of his leagues. I'm over here like I'm struggling to get a win every single week and then losing out on all these players is not helping me. Well, any. I and that's, that's been the fascinating team. Like if you er, thing, if you have a team that had a lot of top end stars, you're probably struggling mightily this year. If you had a team that had that you were trying to piece together, some of those pieces all of a sudden have become incredibly valuable week to week. And, and you've won. I have a team that I, I look at the roster and I, in 16 team, and I think it needs dire help. I'm five and one. I'm like, I don't understand. I didn't add TRE. I don't know who I don't know who Trey is. Is it something for the Packers we were just talking about? I don't know who yeah. uh, not um, 100% sure who that is, Matt. Because they, they're their fourth running back is Tyler Irvin. Oh, I'm good. I'll go Jamal Williams or AJ Dillon. I mean, Irvin looked good in that. Was it week one that he actually stepped up because everybody was panicking yeah. about Aaron Jones because him and Jamal Williams were actually getting a lot of run? But nah, I mean, Jamal Williams is not a bad back. He's actually looked better this year, I think, than he has his entire career. Traquan Smith. Oh, oh, we haven't gotten to New Orleans yet. But yeah, he should have a massive game with the. Uh, with uh with the players they have out there, but we'll get to New Orleans here in a minute. Um, on Houston's side, uh, Watson, uh, high end QB one, David Johnson, a running back two, Will Fuller. I actually have him as a top thirteen play. Uh, Dennis has him at sixteen. You have him at twenty four. Cooks a wide receiver three, and then Darren Fells a tight end two. The Texans seem to be getting better on offense since Bill O'Brien was fired. Do you think that continues against a good Green Bay defense? Yeah, I mean, I think that they've been they've been playing better. Um, I had Fuller down a little bit just because it can be a little popcorn with the receivers, and they the Packers too have Jair Alexander, who's actually a really good corner. I wouldn't. It's a toss up whether you think he gets put on Cooks or Fuller or splits his time, Um, but you know, I think Houston will be good. Green Bay is. Not an easy defense to beat, though. Um, and it seems like it's been been people have had more success rushing against them. So it could be a better game for David Johnson. Could be a game where Watson takes off a few times. Um, yeah. I do, I I'm picking Green Bay, so I don't think Houston's going to win. But they have looked better, I think, offensively, which I still find ironic because Bill O'Brien was not calling the plays. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm picking Green Bay as well. I will say, though, on this game, again, we mentioned it earlier, Jordan Aikens is out. Green Bay, I believe, is second in giving up touchdowns and fantasy points to the tight end position. Darren Fells is worth playing this week. He yeah. is going to be good. And so I am I, playing Darren Fells in a couple spots. Uh, so that means he's going to go off, because I think I'm playing him in one of my big money redraft leagues as well, and I'm not thrilled about that. What uh Fells or Hurst, because that's the situation I'm in right now. And I, I want to go Fells, but I feel like I go Fells and then Hurst has the huge day. Because I actually have Hurst ranked higher. 
So I should be a ranking slave and just go with my rankings, but yeah, I mean, I know I, I, I'd probably play Hearst too, but it's yeah. closer than you'd like it to be. I know that's my problem. All my tight ends are like right there, and I can't, and I never pick the right one every single week. All, and I already got ends, my. If you don't have Kelsey or Kittle or Waller, all tight ends yeah. have been been right there. Even I like Jonu Smith, but you know it gives me a moment of pause that his ankle's a little banged up, and they had a a guy oh, just well, roll, off, roll off the bench for a hundred yards. So if Smith starts looking a little, starts the game, and you roll him out there because you should, and looks a little gimpy, then. You know, you could eat it there. We've seen even Mark Andrews have a couple bomb games. Tight end's just brutal. Oh, my God. Are you, are you following this news on Twitter? No, I don't have Twitter open. Oh. Well, I'll save it till we get to that team. It's very – I don't understand this one bit. Um, It's Tampa Bay news. Did they sign Antonio Brown? They are. The report is it will be done tonight. Yeah, no, I, Aikens fells all the way easy. Yeah, it, when Aikens is not in, if you look at it, when Aikens is not in, Fells has been a tight end one, and Green Bay is horrid against the tight end. Aikens will be out again. So, yes, if if you're still looking for that tight end, I would take Fells over in Joku for this week. Now, moving <laughs> forward, especially if uh, Hooper's going to miss multiple weeks, I want Joku over Fells, but for this week, I think Fells has the much better matchup. Uh, yeah, it's saying that I guess they've been, I don't want to say secretly, they've been working a deal for the past couple of weeks. He's already landed in Tampa Bay. Reports are that the deal is already very close to being done, should be done tonight. So That's right. AB I want New Orleans to go to the Super Bowl, so I'd be happy for Tampa Bay to eat itself. Yeah. Well, it just sucks. I just dropped, and I don't really think he's going to do I'm Never mind. I don't even. Well, I guess we can talk about that when we get to Tampa really, Bay. I'm I mean, not, probably it's just. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It just crushes. I thought Tyler Johnson had come on and looked good. Now yeah. He's going to have no chance. Uh, Carolina and New Orleans. Teddy Bridgewater coming in as a QB, two. Mike Davis. Dennis has at three. You have him at 13. I have him at five. So me and Dennis very high on Mike Davis this week. Uh, Robbie Anderson, a wide receiver, two. And DJ Moore, wide receiver, two for Dennis. Wide receiver, three for you. I think I have them as 22. So I'm right there with Dennis. What are you expecting for Carolina here against a New Orleans defense that has had a couple good games, but for the most part has not been that good this year? Yeah, but they've struggled against the... uh, Nice. They struggle against the pass more pass. than the run. They've, they've been pretty good uh, against the run, and we saw Mike Davis get a little bottle up uh, last week. Um, I think he, he'll still be good. I just wasn't as bullish. I don't think it's that easy of a matchup going into New Orleans after they just had a bye week. Yeah, I mean, I like Davis mostly because they seem to use him exactly like Christian McCaffrey. They're going to throw him the ball, give him a lot of run. Uh, I still think he's he's a great player. I actually think this whole offense is good. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, for the most part, has been fairly good this year outside of two games. Uh, we've, we, you know, we talked yesterday about Robbie Anderson's great season, so I would still probably play all of them because I do think this could end up being a very good game. I don't see New Orleans just shutting down the Panthers and, and running away with this one. Uh, on New Orleans' side, we've got Breeze as a QB2. All three of us have Alvin Kamara at one. Uh, and then Jared Cook. Uh, 
Will he move up at all for you? So right now you have him at 11. Dennis has him at 13. I had him at six, I think. So I'm probably not moving him up. Yeah, I had him at four. So I'm not moving him up any, but I did rank it after knowing what I knew. You guys did not know that (laughs) Michael Thomas and Daniel Sanders are both out of this game. Yeah, and I put... Uh, you know, I, I would probably move Traquan Smith to be in the wide receiver two territory. I think he'll be good, but because he's the only receiver, they're going to be able to focus on him. Deontay Harris is not incredibly imposing, and yeah. I can't even remember. I think they have Benny Fowler behind him. Um, uh, but Cook, Cook, I'd probably put more up in the tight end. I'd probably fl- flip him with Hurst. Yeah, yeah, for me, yeah, I mean, like I said, I have him at, let me see here, four, I think, yeah, I've got him at four, so, I mean, yeah, so they have been, no, Benny Feller's on the IR, they have Deontay Harris, Traquan Smith, Austin Carr, and Marquez Callaway, who could have a good game, I actually kind of like Callaway, but that's it. They, they don't have anybody else. Emmanuel Sanders out uh, with COVID and Michael Thomas out with the hamstring injury. I'm with you. Trey Quan, I think, is going to likely probably be a wide receiver, too. But again, that defense can solely focus in on him. Now, granted, they're not great against the pass. That's their biggest weakness. But when you can only focus in on one guy, I don't see him focusing in on Cook. I think it's going to be Smith, which is going to likely give Cook some good matchups. And this one, they're going to lean heavily on Kamara. Where they can get beat is in the run game. We know Kamara is also going to get those catches out of the backfield and everything. So Kamara easy smash play this week is the wide receiver. My goodness, running back. Running one. back I know he one. could play wide. Re- he could be wide receiver too with the way he catches the ball. But yeah, running back one for all three. Of yeah, us and this Latavius week. will probably get some good run too. I have Latavius as a running back too this week, actually, yeah. because I, I think now even more so with both of those guys being out, mm-hmm. I could easily see this exactly way. He, you just said it, Matt, you think, Royal Murray and use I do. I could honestly see them moving Kamara over into slot at times in the play, have match him up against the linebacker, possibly let Murray run it. It's, and with Thomas out, they've, both. Been, they've been doing more sets with both running backs out yeah. doing those kind of things. So yeah, I mean Kamara all day. Yeah, Kamara and and I I honestly think depending on how hurt you are running back, like Matt was just mentioning, you can fire up Latavius Murray too. I have him at twenty six, so just outside of RB two territory, but I could see him jumping up into into the RB twos. He I think both have a good game here, even though they are hurting as much as they are on offense. I'm still going to take the Saints to win this game. Yeah, me too. Next up, Pittsburgh and Tennessee, one of the better-looking matchups on paper right now. For Pittsburgh, Big Ben, we have his QB1, James Conner, RB1, Juju. Wow, you're much higher on Juju. I was not expecting this. Uh, so, Juju, you have at 25, Dennis at 40. I have him at 36, so I'm, I'm right there with Dennis on Juju. Dennis did not rank Deontay Johnson. You have him at 28. I have him at 20. 20, I want to look because I know I'm different on you guys than these two. I've been talking about all week how I'm still all in on Deontay. So I have Juju at 36. I have Deontay Johnson at 15 and Chase Claypool at 22. You have him at 30, Dennis 24, and then Ebron we all have as a tight end one this week. While Tennessee's defense has been good the past couple years, and even for the most part this year, they can be beat in the secondary. Their cornerbacks have really not been good. We've seen them get passed on. What are you expecting out of Big Ben and these wide receivers this week? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a good week for them. I think they're going to use all of them. Um, 
I think, you know, I, I listened to a few segments on NFL radio and they were talking about Smith Schuster and his attitude and how much he's helped uh, open some things up and that they thought that he was going to start picking up and getting looks here, um, that they were going to try to keep rotating to keep these guys involved. So uh, that's, it's so hard to tell. I kind of have them bunched up together. Somebody will probably have a bigger day, but could be any of them really. Well, I'll tell you who it's going to be. It's Deontay Johnson, baby. And not just because I traded for him. I've mentioned before, He's been the guy who was getting more of the targets when all three of them were on the field. We have not really seen Claypool have that big game when Johnson was on the field. I do agree with you on the Juju thing. It's actually one thing. It's why I love Juju so much, and it sucks because I want to see him succeed. You know, we both talked about how much we liked him last year. You know, he was out there talking about how happy he was to see Claypool having the game like that. You don't see a lot of wide receivers happy for their teammates when they're doing absolutely nothing. And on top of that, Juju's in a contract year, so I imagine he knows this is kind of affecting his value. And yet he's still out there celebrating the success of his teammate uh, the way that he is. I love Juju but I think he's just kind of been relegated to the third guy on this team. Uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit on Tuesday. Not that I want to see him leave Pittsburgh, but I'd love to see him go somewhere where he will be the two. Cause I don't think he's necessarily a one, but that he'll actually get some focus around him. But if I had to pick one, the other I'm going Johnson, because not only do I think he is going to be their one moving forward, all these teams also know what Chase Claypool has been doing the past couple weeks. And I do think they're going to start keying in on him a little bit more where maybe that wasn't the case the past couple weeks, but he's been on fire. So he's a guy you now have to watch out for. So for me, I am going Deontay Johnson to have the best day here. Situation like you see with Deandre Swift, Claypool is a monster. He is a monster. There's no doubt about it. The speed and his size combination, you, you can't, you can't teach that. There, there's no teaching. doesn't matter how good of a route runner you are when you have that size-speed combo. But there are ways to shut him down. We, we've seen it happen. I've seen it happen in college. We saw it happen earlier in this year. I would not be surprised. I'm, I still think he gets you 10, 11 points. I'm not saying he gets you a zero, but I, I could see Claypool getting shut down a little bit in this one. On uh, Tennessee's side here, Tannehill we have as a QB one for the most part. Henry, a running back one. A.J. Brown, a wide receiver, two for Dennis, wide receiver, one for you and me. Jonu Smith, a A.B. is just signed. Holy crap, that was quick. Okay, so he just now signed. He's he's It's a done deal. Uh, Jonu Smith, 16 for Dennis, four for you. I have him at four as well. Uh, obviously got banged up in that game, but he was a full participant in practice today. So to me, I think if you're a full participant, clearly – your 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 ankle is good. You're you're good to go. Are you expecting him to to be good here? I think it's a great yeah. matchup for him. So, yeah, I mean Pittsburgh still got a got a decent defense, but I, yeah. I think both these teams are going to be coming out strong. And we we've talked about it. the core four there for Tennessee has just been rock solid all season. So, and I know this is going to be disheartening for you, but there was news earlier today that there's a chance that A.J. Brown may miss this game. Uh, he's He's been missing practice as well. He was limited. But Did you see him? He's, he's off the oh, he so he, no he off designation. The okay. I have him on one, a couple of my ESPN teams, and his cue went away. Okay, he's cool. No I, just, I know yesterday he missed practice, so I was like, okay, maybe there's a shot because yeah. I know some people were talking about it. So if that's true, well, then that good. Would, that will kill me. That work league uh, where I picked yeah. 
picked him up. You know, he he Godwin and Thomas I had plugged into the lineup in a game that I'm favored to lose, and they were all showing Q. Thomas obviously dropped out, but if I lose those guys, I might. I don't know what's gonna happen. Oh, no, is that game already started? What game? Wisconsin game. I thought it started at seven. I'm gonna be a little upset now. I wanted to watch. Okay, it is Never mind. No, no, 7 p.m. Central. It's 7 p.m. Central. That's good. I want. I'm, I'm excited to watch that game. I think Tennessee is going to struggle to run their starting tackle win out. Oh, yeah, 100%. I'm not expecting Henry to have a huge rushing yard game. I think he gets like maybe 60 yards rushing. But when they get down in the red zone, they just hand the ball off to him. That they, they Sometimes they'll do those play-action plays that usually go to Janu, which I'm cool with because I've loved Janu all offseason. Uh, but Henry will get you a couple touchdowns. He's going to come through for you. By hook or by crook, Henry is just – he's going to come through. Uh, I am taking – Tennessee. I think Tennessee is going to win. Interesting. All right. Good. Yeah. Fuck the Steelers. Sorry. Sorry for any Steelers. Fans. Although, uh, for uh, the sake of karma, Pittsburgh should get the win because they got boned on their schedule because okay. of Tennessee. Good. Yeah, I, I hope they get boned again this Sunday. I hate the Steelers. All right. Tampa Bay and Las Vegas. We'll save the Antonio Brown news for a minute. Uh, obviously, that. Doesn't change anything for this. I think week. we could actually save it probably for for next week because Brown is suspended for eight games. This is week seven. He's not even yes. eligible next week. It'll be two weeks before you can even see him. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I just want to touch on. We'll touch on just a, a smidge here. We'll start with Las Vegas. So, Carr as a QB two. Jacobs, you have you and me have him as an RB one. Dennis an RB two. Waller high end. Uh, tight end one. There is one concern with this game as well. So obviously Trent Williams yeah. out with COVID. The Trent entire Brown. offensive line, or sorry, yeah, Trent Brown. The entire offensive line on the COVID reserve list. The reason the NFL moved this game from the Sunday night game to the afternoon game is in case they have to postpone this till Tuesday. So you need to watch out for this. Now, everything I saw from the guys like Schefter and everything said that they'll likely make that announcement by sometime early Saturday. So we should hopefully know before Sunday mornings. But if not, still watch that. That being said, I know John Gruden did come out and said that he thinks all of them will be good to play. I don't know if that means Brown as well. I think he's talking about the I rest of the offensive guys, line. Yeah. Uh, so what does that do for you? Because this is a ferocious defense. Yeah, I mean, it gives me a moment to pause. Hopefully they can get some of those players back. They were, they already were a little banged up uh, on the front, but, you know, it's unfortunate too because I thought the Raiders really played probably their best game in a while when they beat the yeah. Chiefs in week five. They seem to have kind of an emotional high going into a bye week. You know, you have to put that on a shelf and then uh, coming back out. But, you know, they're at home. I think they're going to be fired up to play. I'm, I'm thinking they're going to get quite a few back. If you find out that they get none of their offensive linemen back or they, the bigger fear for me too is they said Brown wasn't wearing his contact tracing tracker when he was going through the building, uh-huh. so they were having some trouble remembering who he came in contact with. Offensive linemen could come in contact with any with piece anyone. of the offense, you yeah. know. And but I'm still hopeful. Yeah. Uh, on Tampa Bay side here, Brady coming in as a QB two for Dennis, QB one for Dennis, QB two for you. Who? 
Julio. Ronald Jones, an RB1 for all of us. I have met six this week. I'm all in on my guy, Rojo. Godwin, a wide receiver two for Dennis. Wide receiver one for you. Wide receiver one for me as well. Evans, a wide receiver two for all three of us. And Gronk, a tight end one for all of us. Gronk, we talked about it a little bit on Monday. Uh, yeah, Monday, how he's he's looks like he's starting to come back. Yeah. You know, is he a must start for you at tight end now every single week? I think so. Uh, you know, he looked it looked like the old Gronk Brady connection. Um, he said he was feeling better. They have been trying to get him more involved, uh, and I thought that looked really good. I mean, that guy is a weapon in the red zone. He's huge. That was always the big thing when he was in New England, too. Uh, so, you know, between him and Evans, those are probably a couple of decent touchdown bets down there. Does Ronald Jones continue up his hot streak? Uh, Las Vegas can so. be beat on the ground. Oh, I'm, I'm, we know. Just three years too the, early on my Rojo call here, but it's coming through. The only through thing stopping now. potentially Ronald Jones is uh, coaching. Yeah. You know, if they decide they're going to give snaps to Fournette and stuff. I thought Jones looked better than Fournette when they were playing together. In terms of making most of his opportunities, he's looked great since. So as long as they keep giving him the ball, I think he's going to keep producing. Yeah, okay. So on, I do just want to touch on it. We will save more of the fantasy talk for probably Tuesday because there, there's not – he's not going to play this week. He, as Matt mentioned, he can't – he's got the eight-game suspension, so – he can he can't technically come back week nine because all FDF does that is uh, what is it the five days you have to wait but he'll get that now that he signed the deal he he's gonna have to sit yeah. for two more weeks so COVID wise he does not have to worry about anything unless he tests positive so he'll be able to be in the building by week nine because well, actually that's a question I I have I don't think he can practice when you're suspended no 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 yeah that's what I'm saying no he can't practice but he. Like so with Blake Bortles, when Blake Bortles signed with the with the Broncos, he couldn't actually show up to the building though for five days. You have to have the consecutive yeah. negative. So that's what I'm saying. Like he doesn't have to worry COVID wise about not being able to show up. He can't show up until week nine, though. Cause yes, you're right. Yeah. Unless you're when you're suspended, you cannot show up. Now they can send him the playbook. I don't know if they can do Zoom stuff. I would assume no. Uh, but he can't show up in the building unless he gets some kind of waiver that they uh my god why do i want to call him you might be able to do like strength and conditioning what is his name what is the commissioner roger goodell why roger did i want to call i wanted to call him josh gordon because that's what i'm about to talk about josh gordon did get that waiver his last year in cleveland uh but that was completely different situation than what antonio brown's got going on so i don't think he's going to get that I don't think this is going to mean much for fantasy. He did only get a one-year deal, so maybe it's something to kind of boost his value back up for another run at free agency next year. We can save yeah. the talk for more about it next year. But, yeah, you're not getting him for at least two weeks right now. Probably hurts Scotty Miller. Probably hurts yeah. uh, Tyler Johnson. You I know, think Godwin and Evans, Evans have tried to stay on the too. field. You know, well, I mean, that's the thing. They have too many – things going on my if i was a tampa fan i'd be a little leery. i was terrified that seattle was going to take them because i think seattle's offense is going really good i like yeah. what they got going with metcalf and lockett and carson i i think all you're really going to see is somebody jack up the chemistry 
I wouldn't disagree with you. I, I'm not sure it's a, you know, I see everybody going crazy for him on the wave wires. I just saw in one of my yeah, leagues, someone yeah. bid like the remaining hundred dollars of their fab budget to get him. I'm not so sure this is going to be as great a move as other people do, but he yeah. could prove us wrong. Uh, I am taking Tampa Bay though to win this game. I'm taking the Raiders. Interesting. All right. I was not expecting that. Uh, Kansas City and Denver here. Mahomes has a high-end QB1 as per usual. CEH, Dennis has as a running back one. Me and you have him as a running back two. Uh, Bell, I do not have ranked because I do not think he plays. Dennis has him at 35. You have him at 25. Kelsey, a wide receiver, tight end one. And Tyree Kill, a wide receiver one. What are you expecting out of Bell if he plays in this game? I don't. You think he's going to play? There was a lot of talk earlier this week that he may not get snaps this week. He's not ready. I don't know if that's changed since then. But that was on Wednesday. I think they were coming out saying that there's a chance he, he still may not play this week. He's not necessarily ready to play. So I don't I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I don't think it's a incredible matchup because Denver doesn't have too bad of a rushing defense. But I will tell you, it's going to be cold as hell and snowing here, yeah. which I think means running more. Um, so I actually thought there was a chance running and short passing that he would have a somewhat decent day um, because I, I don't know that they're going to be able to take the top off the offense like they do before. I think both yeah. teams are going to end up uh, trying to run hard in this game. Well, see, for me, I think that leans more towards CEH because we've seen how good he's been running the ball. He's, for whatever reason, he was a great pass catcher in college. They just don't seem to use him in that area as much right now where I think that's where they're going to use Bell. So I, I still think CEH is going to be the guy this week. Now, I could be wrong. He said that was a report that came out on Wednesday, and I haven't seen much from them since then. So maybe Bell plays. I'm still kind of avoiding him this week. I, I mean, no, nah, I wasn't on Bell much to begin with anyways. On Denver's side here, Locke, we have a QB2. Gordon, a running back three for Dennis, running back two for you and me. Lindsey, a running back three for Dennis as well. Um, and me, I, you have Lindsey as a running back two. Tim Patrick, a wide receiver three for all of us. And Noah Font, who should be back, tight end one. Not overall, but a tight end one. Some teams have found success running and controlling the clock. Can Gordon and Lindsay do that for Denver, as you just mentioned, in a very cold, snowy game this weekend? Yeah, and I think that's what Denver wants to do offensively anyway. <coughs> Sorry, we saw that last week, uh, you know, 23 carries for Lindsay really trying to run, and they also would bring Freeman in and try to run with him. It's going to be cold. It's going to be crap weather. Uh, they need to slow Kansas City down. Yeah. They're going to try to do that any way they can uh, by running. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a similar game to what we saw when New England played them. Who are you picking to win? Kansas City. Yeah, as am I. San Francisco and New England should be another big game here. New England needs this game badly. Jimmy G, QB2. Jarek McKinnon, RB2. RB3 for you, uh, Debo Samuel, RB3 for all of us, and then, of course, Georgie Kittle, tight end, one of the top tight ends on the board. Jimmy G has been playing very good the past couple weeks. Can he continue that run against a good New England defense? I expect him to be okay. I don't know if he'll be great. Um, I don't think their running game is going to be quite as strong. The reason I have McKinnon down a little bit is I it seemed like once Mostert got hurt they were really leaning on Jamichael Hasey and I think yeah. he might actually be the running power and they're going to end up trying to throw um, with McKinnon but 
the Patriots have a pretty good defense. They're at home and they really need a win. Yes. Uh, so I am with you on McKinnon. I am not that high on him either, mostly because of the comments Kyle Shanahan made yesterday where he said, and I quote, we need to manage Derek McKinnon's workload. We do not need him to get injured again. I think that means that they're going to do exactly what you just said and, and to get Jermichael Hasty out there. So McKinnon, obviously, I think he's going to do still a lot of work in the receiving game, but I'm with you. I think Hasty's going to be kind of that power runner. That's what we saw out of him last week. They don't want to lose another running back because we don't know when Coleman's coming back. So I, I do think he's being very serious when he says that, not necessarily tongue-in-cheek. Uh, for me, Kittle is the only guy I feel comfortable playing right now. Like I, I actually think I think Ayuk could be a sneaky play this week because I do think Gilmore is no. going to match up with Samuel. But then again, at the same time, I would not be surprised if they put Gilmore on Kittle because Gilmore can cover anybody. Yeah, and, and I, I feel like there was a, a game not too long ago where he ended up covering – it was on a, on a tight – I think he yeah, covered Waller. When yeah, they played he, yep. Las Vegas. So yes, he did, and that—that's what I'm worried about. But I think Kittle is better than Waller. So regardless, Kittle I think still comes through for you. But if they put if they put Gilmore on Kittle, it's going to seriously limit his upside. But I, I think he he'll still get his. He'll still get you at worst. I think eight to nine, ten points, which is not what you want out of Kittle. But when he's going up against a guy like Gilmore, you you can't expect him to put that twenty point game up. On uh, New England side here, uh, we all have new or you guys have Newton as a QB one. I have him as a QB two. James White running back two. Harris running back three. Edelman wide receiver three. Uh, are you trusting any of these Patriots not named Cam Newton? I think just White, uh, based on on usage, you know, as kind of a low end running back two because they've been dumping off. Uh, you know, I it's funny. I I am picking New England to win. I think mm-hmm. they're going to win this game they're going to find a way to win because they've got to win. But Cam has really been the only reliable, yeah. uh, you know, Demir Bird, you could catch a few. Nikhil Harry could catch a few. Last week they used Izzo at tight end out of nowhere for a few, but nobody's been really great. And it's, it's really hurt. Edelman was for years, just a bankable commodity and he's not anymore. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm not. I'm not even that sold on Newton either. I mean, I have him as a QB too. I think I'm at 15, so five spots below you two. You guys both have him at 10. Uh, but he didn't look great last week, and maybe that was some of it just coming off the COVID reserve, playing a good Denver defense, but did not look great in that well, one. So their line's not great, so that's kind of yeah, that's kind of trouble. But for his bad, what's going as on? Looked, I so he still gave you 19 points. That's yeah. why I mean he seems to find a way to get it done. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm playing him. I, I'm with you. He's the only one I trust. I mean, I, God, I'd love Damien Harris to do something after I traded for him, but nothing like that's going to happen. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take the 49ers. I think that um, New England just continues to struggle. Yeah, we just talked about that. We're not a, Neither one of us are very sold on that being a very big move for fantasy, but I know a lot of people are, are high on this. I think it just kind of mud, muddies the waters even more than it already did. You can't play him for at least two weeks, assuming he and then comes back and plays in week nine. Tampa Bay has that crushing week 13 bye. Yeah, I mean, you're look, you're talking about you're hoping you get A.B. back for pretty much the fantasy playoffs is, is what you're hoping. So and he probably, returns to the A.B. of A.B. old. Yeah, probably old a little AB. rusty weeks 9 and 10. Maybe you yeah. get something 11, 12. He's gone for the first week of the playoffs. And Yeah. You know. 
All right, Jacksonville and the Chargers. Wait, you say are you picking New England, right? Yeah, I picked New England. Okay, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. This has been a crushing, crushing show for me on who I have to pick. There's a lot of them. You are not the only person. There is a lot of people high on it. And I, I, I get it based on AB's talent, but I don't think it's going to work out the way some people do. Uh, Jacksonville and the Chargers here. Minshew, we have as a QB two. Robinson, running back one. Chark, me and you have him as a wide receiver two. Dennis has him as a wide receiver three. Chenault, wide receiver three. And Cole, wide receiver four. Uh, I I think Cole is actually the better play this week. I have him up at 28. I have Cole, I have Cole above uh, Chenault, too. Chenault. Yeah, Chenault, I had at 52. Yeah, I'm, I am. I'm all in on Cole continuing to have a good game. Although I do think it's good news. Chark was completely removed off the injury list today, which means I would assume his ankle is finally good to go. But we talked about this Tuesday. He's been being used differently in this offense than he has the past couple of years, which I think hurts him. Uh, what are you? What are you kind of taking away from this wide receiver core against a a very good Chargers defense as well? They've played a lot of teams tough. I'm using him. As yeah. Trainer. Too many mouse. Yeah, I would use him as trade bait too if you can get someone to buy buy in on AB. I mean, Cole has had the best touchdown luck. Shark is should still be the most talented, but just hasn't always risen above. And Chenault is a gadget player. Somebody's gonna be good. I'm kind of with you. Cole has seemed like the steadiest play, but also might have the lowest ceiling of the three. Yeah. Uh for the Chargers, Herbert, uh, we all have is a Quarterback one, I have met five this week. I'm all in on my guy, Herbert. Justin Jackson, RB2. Joshua Kelly, an RB3. Keenan Allen, a wide receiver one. Hunter Henry, a tight end one. I'm surprised you guys don't have Williams up here. I have Williams as a as a wide receiver two this week. Antonio Brown is back. We are not as sold on him. I feel like everybody's coming in here to talk about AB. We are not as sold on him being back with uh, Tampa Bay, though, as, as some others are. I think... A lot of mouths to feed. You likely can't get him back till at best week nine, maybe week ten, based on him being out this entire time. Week thirteen by you're you're kind of asking a lot of him in redraft at least. Dynasty, we'll see because I do think he'll likely if he plays well enough, we'll get another contract. But redraft league, I, I think you're asking for a lot out of a guy who's maybe only gives you three games this year. It's it's not a not a not in my opinion looking good for him. Uh, but will Herbert get his first one as a starter? And what are you expecting from this offense against a poor defense? I had to look, I had Williams at 42. I mean, he could have an explosive day. I felt like he did more last game because Keenan Allen Keenan came Allen. out because when they were both in there, Herbert had tended toward Allen and Hunter Henry. So that's where I went. And I do think he gets his first win. Um, you know, he's played well enough to that. They could he have should, won a couple of should have won three games right now. Bad coaching decisions in two of them. They should have beat the Chiefs. Anthony Lynn doesn't go for the win. I mean, I, so, who was the other one? Yeah, they um, been... the Saints was a really close one. Yeah, um, you know, and that went to overtime. Uh, I feel like there there was another one in there. There is. I they, can't remember who it been, is. They've all been really close, but I yeah. think this this time he gets it done because. Um, Jacksonville just doesn't doesn't put a, a scare into me. I think another thing to watch out for is, unfortunately, Justin Jackson, also one of those questionable. If he misses, oh, it's yeah. all Josh. Joshua Kelly probably goes up to a borderline running back one for me because Jacksonville not really good on defense either. 
I'm so tempted to go after AB. Almost gave up. Ooh, do not give up Eckler for Antonio Brown. Don't, well, if don't re- do it. If it's redraft, we don't even know when Eckler's coming back. But if you're talking about dynasty, that's a, that's a redraft. Move. I'm still not sure I'm giving up Eckler for Antonio Brown. I think that's the. Uh, I guess it would depend on who you're the running back. So I'm just. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not buying into it. I just. I don't. I get it, but we don't even know if Antonio Brown is the Antonio Brown of old. How long has it been since he's actually played football? Two years now? How do we know he's even mentally stable enough to play football? Like, I don't, I, I, I just don't, it's, it is redraft. He just posted that. It is redraft. I mean, I guess I understand a little bit more in redraft because we don't know if you'll get Eckler back, but I also don't know that you're really going to get much out of AB that you expect. Like, I do think, from everything I'm reading on social media right now, Tom Brady was the one who pushed for this to happen. So if he gets on the field, I do think Tom Brady is going to tr- target him and try and force feed him the ball. But I just, I also don't think it's going to be, he's not going to get you those huge 30, 40 points a week that he was as a Pittsburgh Steeler. That, that may just be me, but I'm I'm not as, as all in on this. Uh, but I'm taking the charges as well. I think Herbert gets his first win. Uh, Seattle versus Arizona. We have Wilson coming in at QB one. Chris Carson as an RB one. DK Metcalf as a wide receiver one. And then me and you have Lockett as a wide receiver one as well. Dennis has him as a high end two. Will Seattle keep rolling here against the Cardinals? Yes. I think, uh, the week off helps them and they've been going great guns on offense, uh, because they've needed to. And I think they still will. Yeah. I'm with you there. You're starting these guys. Nothing. He would be used as my flex. I would start him. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, you guys could be 100% right. I've been wrong a lot this year. So you guys could be 100% right that AB is going to have a lot more value than I think. Uh, On Arizona side here, Murray, I actually have as QB1. I have Wilson at two, uh, but you guys have him at two and three. Drake, you and me have him as a running back one. Dennis has him as an RB2. Hopkins coming in at one, and Christian Kirk, a wide receiver three slash four. Uh, Do you think after the huge games from Drake and Kirk last week that they can keep it up this week and repeat? You're muted. Sorry. I think Drake, because he was consistently getting snaps and volume, uh, and it was a matter of was he making uh, anything out of the opportunities, I think he'll be able to keep that going. Kirk, he got an you know an 80-yard bomb, and he got a goal line look. To me, that's just not enough to uh, feel confident that he's going to keep that going. Yeah, uh, DeAndre has been hurt, but Hopkins is – the best wide receiver in the league. I don't even think there's a question about it, in my opinion. I would argue Adams. I do love Adams as well. Adams is the best route runner in the league. But, uh, yeah, I mean, even with DeAndre Hurt, he could not practice all week and still go out there. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what Cliff Kingsbury said as well. I'm not worried about it. Hopkins' game isn't getting down the field. Even if he's hobbled a little bit, he's still – he's a possession wide receiver. He, he is open – a hundred percent of the time because Murray can just throw the ball up and he'll go get it. Uh, I am taking Seattle though, to continue rolling as much as I love Arizona. I don't think they pull off the win this week. Seattle. Uh, last game here, Monday night, Chicago bears and the Los Angeles Rams got Montgomery coming in as an RB two. Allen Robinson as a wide receiver one and Jimmy Graham as a tight end one as well. Outside of those three, is there any other Chicago bear you feel comfortable starting? No, I, you know, they don't have enough volume. Um, 
I am still interested to see if Darnell Mooney or Anthony Miller, if one of them is going to kind of break. You know, right now I feel like they're kind of leveling off each other's ceiling in an offense that hasn't produced a lot of high-end passing. It will be interesting to see if one of them can pop this week where we would expect Jalen Ramsey will be all over uh, Allen Robinson. Yeah, I, I'm with you. For me, it's just those three. Um, I am a little worried that Robinson may come up short here, although my hope is he does what he's been doing and, and really bad through three quarters and just has that massive fourth quarter because the Bears are fighting to get back and win this one. But Ramsey is not an easy matchup, so that actually should be a fun matchup to watch, though, in this Monday night game. Uh, for the Rams side here, Goff, we have coming in as a QB2. Henderson, a running back two. Woods, a wide receiver two. Cup, a wide receiver two. And Higby, a tight end two. While the Rams offense has been solid and been putting up points, all together for fantasy and really the NFL, they've just been okay. Are there any of the stars here you feel confident about starting this week against a good Bears defense? No, I mean, I think you're starting a lot of those guys, but it, it seems like in years past you've had this – top end you know for for a while Gurley was the running back one in fantasy and you had like these wide receivers who were solid wide receiver ones every week I think what we've seen is they have such a talented committee they're using three backs they're using two tight ends they're using three wide receivers guys have good games intermittently but you don't have that kind of consistent I know this guy is gonna gonna ball out for me week in week out they have a great offense and it's been good for them in terms of record and being competitive, but it's been a little bit tougher for us as fantasy owners to be like, man, I've got this star piece out of this offense. I have a piece out of this offense that is going to give me something. Could be 10 points, could be 20 points, could be 25 points, could be five points. Especially the the tight end situation we talked about. I mean, yeah. You know, Higby, it's like 30 points or three points. Uh, You know, running back has been similarly frustrating. Woods is probably the most consistent uh, of the receivers, which is shocking because for the last couple of years, it was really Cooper Cup. You You could rely on him rolling out there, and that just hasn't been the case this year. Yeah, I mean, Higby, my goodness. And I was actually listening to them talk about this today, and it makes sense. It's because Sean... Gerald Everett was the guy that McVeigh wanted in that draft that first year, and he has that fascination with Everett, even though I think we all see that Higby is better. But it just seems like they have that fascination with Everett. It sucks. I mean, obviously I'm hoping Higby eventually turns it around to what he did last year. I, I traded for I got him in a first-round pick for Jamison Crowder just a week ago, but he goes well, right It's fascinating, the- too. They signed Higby early yeah. last year, which didn't make sense to us, this long – extension well, what i and, think it, and then it made sense more at the end of the year and you're like okay well they finally figured out and they're going to use him and he's the third guy and then we're back to tight end purgatory and they even drafted a guy i mean i'm waiting for them to start toting out bryson hopkins just to yeah. screw everything up i think the reason they did that is because he's such a good inline blocker and i think that matters so much for that offense that mcveigh runs where it's almost one of those things where, like, I want to turn. If, if I knew Tyler Habe, I'd be like, hey, bro, stop blocking so well. Show him that you can't block, and then they'll actually have you out there running routes. But I think because he blocks so well, they have him in line so much and helping in that offensive line, which we know is not great, I think is another reason why we don't see him kind of out there doing as much as he did last year, which which sucks because he was a guy we all kind of liked coming into the year. I am going to take the Rams to win this one, though. I think it's going to be a close game, but the Rams pull it off. 
Yep, I took the Rams too. All right, so that will do it for us today. Uh, if you guys play Daily Fantasy, Thrive Fantasy, go on and use promo code GEEK. You will get $20, uh, $20 back on a $20 deposit. Helps us out, makes us look good. You can follow Matt on Twitter at Nighthawk7734. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsFanaticMB. We'll be back on Monday recapping all of the Sunday games and talking about any other news or anything that happens throughout the next couple days. Good luck in all of your fantasy matchups in week seven. Hope you guys get the win and we'll be back again on Monday. Take it. Prepare for glory. I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the wrong line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. Thank you.